Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, But no, it was great. Yeah. We've done it. We've done it. We're in. Yeah. Welcome to the third episode of the Get In Our Home series. This series is designed to help home builders, homeowners and renovators to get inspiration and guidance from industry professionals and also homeowners themselves. My name is Peter Kilmartin and on this episode we travel to the beautiful coastal county Antrim to meet Nikki and Colin, a lovely couple who, despite all the challenges with planning permission and COVID-19, managed to move into their new build. Although not quite finished yet, Nikki and Colin are hell-bent on making their dream home a reality. Don't forget that you can see their home on the Get In Our Home YouTube channel. I must say that the view from this home was one of the best we've ever seen, so it's really worth looking just to see the view alone. I really enjoyed this chat and I really found it valuable for those that might be having trouble with planning permission or even those looking for advice for building on an incline. The guys have some really great tips and advice and I really can't thank them both enough for their time. So without further ado, let's get into it. How did you guys meet or what happened there? And like, like, was it always in your sights to live in this area? Or I know you talked about your forever home, but like, had you looked at different areas when you were younger and stuff? No, what happened? Uh, Brashean, I see one time. Oh, we did, that's right. Uh, yes. I we used to work in Valomena. We met, I was uh, still at school. Hmm. And um, final hmm. year at school. And you were with... Shipyard. No, I don't know, but you were with uh, a fella that night that oh, my yeah, friend was going out with. So that's basically whenever we met. Yeah, that's right. But it was about six months later before we started going out. That's right. So kind of like school sweethearts. Well, no, he's older uh, than I'm, me. I'm, I'm going to leave that older later, <laughs> as you can tell. <laughs> and we went, we went to different schools as well. Uh, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, um, I was doing my A-levels. Right, and I was working. Yes, and then I was supposed to go to UNI. Mm. I was working in the shipyard, I worked actually worked at that time, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. One yes. didn't recognise me. Yeah. There was one time we, I was walking up to school um, to do an exam with my friend and he walked past the other way and I didn't recognise him long because he was so dirty from work. Long hair then, didn't I? <laughs> um, mm. So yeah, and they... Yeah, yeah just... So, so as they say, the I rest, didn't go the to rest is then. history. Yeah, yeah I didn't go to UNI. Yeah. I stayed I, and started work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then tell me a little bit about then, so, so fast forward, we do the whole house thing, we're happy out, and then we decide to build a house. Uh, this site, it has its challenges in terms of elevation and neighbouring houses mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was that a fear early on in terms of planning? 
what you know just tell me a little bit about picking this site and choosing it whether it was the right one or not because obviously i must say you know for those that maybe not have seen the view the view is 10 out of 10. yeah i suppose we weren't too worried about planning because there was already full planning on it oh really okay yes so but the house that that passed it wasn't it wouldn't have worked for us right Mm. and what sort of house was there it was literally just um it was a rectangular box and they had excavated but they'd excavate it purely to give them foundations because it ended up filling it in. So even though it was maybe, what, say, I don't know, 20 metres or 10 metres, yeah. only half of that space downstairs was being Level, used. Yeah. So that's what I had sort of said to the architect. If we're digging all that out, why dig it out to fill it back in again? Can we not make use of the space? So we went to three or four architects yeah. and we kind of went, like, this is what's been passed this doesn't work, this doesn't work. So for instance, it was an upside down house, which was fine, because took advantage of the views, and had the big, big slider window. Didn't, no, it wouldn't have been as big as that. It was nearly no. as if it was two standard patio doors nearly, and but no outside space from the first floor, just the front door, mm. and then this, you'd have been in your kitchen and not be able to get outside. And a couple of the architects Basically, just all they wanted to do was adapt yeah, what that design in uh. in, inside to fit us. Whereas the architect that we ended up going with, he basically said, "Let rip that up." That's hmm. did you guys scratch. have? Did you have a design in your head when you were coming here? I well, just wanted something more modern. Yeah, well, with from our previous house, we knew what we liked and what we didn't like, because that was exactly the same format, upside down house. Oh, so you so, previously lived in upside down houses? Yeah. Okay, that's quite, that's <laughs> yeah. quite unusual. Yeah. Yeah. So we. And uh, Colin's mum went to a fortune teller years ago and said your son's house is upside down, uh, and I took offence at it uh, because upside down we would say would mean it's a mess. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And then. But my mum. Fast actually, forward, we actually uh, have lived in two upside down houses. Uh, and I feel on that fortune teller, my mum got a lot of that right, didn't she? You would build and. That's right. You were going to build as well. And, uh, um. But yeah. So. I forgot now what we were saying. You, you, were, yeah. you were saying about um, the design early on. Oh yeah, we yeah. were we we knew we wanted open plan living. Mm-hmm. That works. We knew. But sorry, just track back. What did you know was working and not working in the old house, and how did you follow that through? Because so, a lot of people like listen and watch this. Oh, they might be renting or they might be living yes. somewhere. What should they take from where they are now to what they're going doing? Yeah. So our last house we had upside down but the top and the top floor was there for a reason the view but that was basically a large lounge diner and a small family room and a wee bedroom our kitchen was downstairs the middle, middle room middle well room. Was I was down, yeah. yes um but it didn't have the view well it did if you stood at the window but it didn't mm. have the view if you were just doing your normal day-to-day stuff colin had knocked down walls to extend the kitchen so that it was a larger open plan kitchen diner and living room and that is where we were spending all our time the mm. upstairs did not get used christmas christmas mm. so with this lovely big house and we were not ma- making use of it so do that sarah there's sarah beanie has a program where she puts cameras and the hot areas are mm. where you use our whole upstairs would have been cold because mm. it literally was never yeah. used yeah and that's what we said we need we don't need a good room um, some of my friends are horrified, um, but to me it was just a room in the house that I had to clean and I wasn't getting any enjoyment out of it or any use out of it. So 
that was the definite we just wanted one big open plan the kids are spending most of their time in their bedrooms anyway even if their friends came around that's where they went to mm -hmm. we didn't need to have a separate living area for them although we did want the games room yes yeah. yes and that would be sort of our family room stroke den stroke games room so it was kind of like nearly making smarter use of space in the absolutely. new house yeah. yes yes absolutely definitely yeah um so yes it, it's not just a case of looking at the house that you're in at the minute and thinking what works it's definitely a good idea thinking right what doesn't work yeah and yeah. how what can we do to fix that yeah so the utility room was another one and I <laughs> we had a few debates about this. Um, yeah. My last two houses, you got into the house via their back door went straight into your utility room yeah. and I hated it because it literally just was like a dumping ground. It, it brings you into mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was adamant in this house that whenever you came through the back door, you were not in the utility, which meant we put the door up with the slider mm. and even the bricklayers, the brick, the bricklayers ganged up against me with Colin. They yeah. were going, you're mad. You're making it too small. Yeah. You're making it too small. I says, I don't care. As long as I have a room for my washing machine, tumble dryer and a sink, uh, that's all I need. Yeah. I just mm. do not want a place for clutter to mm. be dumped mm. as somebody comes Especially through the back kids, door. Especially with kids, yeah, jackets and boots and... Mm. We we'll say no I'm, more. I, 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 it's because I'm always working on my own worky stuff. That's probably why, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so though that was another that was yeah. that was a big thing for me. Yeah. And, okay, so so then we have our ideal house in our heads, and then we have an architect that we now have on board because we went to a few of them, and then we suddenly find this this kind of little gem that can mm -hmm. draw up new plans. How did you find the architect process, and you know, early on? were dreams big and brought back or you know definitely tell yeah, me about absolutely. that very much so yeah. i literally had a big list mm -hmm. we sorry we had a list we had a list and a lot of that was based on what we had in our previous house again wasn't it and you'd you'd and find a book was... do you remember you'd got a brochure or something out of a self-build book uh, and it was like a hundred or fifty items uh, for the modern for house. the modern house uh, so it was a lot of books taken but at the same time it had to be Realistic with the budget. Yeah. And space. And space. So I, I'd always wanted a pantry, you know, like a walk-in pantry. But to have it on this level, somewhere else would have had to have been sacrificed. You know, the study would have had to have been smaller, might not have had a utility. So that basically was, you no. Know, you just have to compromise Sacrifice here. Sacrifice that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And the games room, like we always intended it to be up in the loft. Mm -hmm and to have two sets of stairs well it was one set but it went down and up mm. but just whenever the tender came back uh, the budget just no so yeah. we had to go back to the architects and they helped us then redesign the staircase and yeah but, but we've done it in a way yeah, that we can still do it yes so we've got yes. the right insulation in we've got the heating future proof that we can add to it mm -hmm. and take it up into the loft and then with electric up there as well and there's yeah. something else did you do uh, well the trusses i suppose are all are, that you can walk on yeah and then so it's, the same, spiral. it's yeah. the same design the only thing really that was stripped out was the finishing and that extra staircase yeah we put the we weren't going to put the v-locks in but whenever they were doing the rift the builder basically said listen if you don't do this now it's going to be way more it expensive it would be three times the price because yeah. they would have to put scaffolding up etc etc yeah. yeah so we basically that went ahead and got the, the v yeah. in. Exactly. 
you know? Yeah, I think I think sometimes you have to be smart where you're spending your money, you know what yeah. I mean? That sometimes it can be um, better to spend it then as opposed to yeah. more or later. Yes. Uh, okay, so then you have your design, how did planning go and did you have any retention or planning any... Planning didn't go great. <laughs> sure then no. no. This is not that wait, this very... is not our original design. No. So tell me what happened. Basically, the original design that um, the architect came up with was just one long linear building and um, it would have had sort of two sets of patio or big sliders. One set would have been the living room and the one set further back, which would have been the kitchen and the diner. Mm -hmm. And um, again, downstairs and your games room would have been downstairs, but there was an, there was an offset, an offshoot that let light into that back part of the yes. the house. Um, and what were their problems with that one? Basically, it was two. They kept saying, oh, there was a balcony. So it was still the wraparound balcony, but it went from one right the way around down okay. to the... I'm pointing here because that's where yeah, it's going to yeah, be. Yeah. And um, Encroaching their they privacy. basically yeah. said that they didn't like the balcony being so far forward because we could look down into the neighbour, but that's the, gar the neighbour's garage. Hmm. So they said, if you bring it back two metres, no, 1.2 metres, I think. Mm -hmm. They said it in feet, but it was like 1.2 metres. Mm -hmm. So that's what the architect did, and we resubmitted it. So basically just shifted the house further back. And nope, they then came back. We oh, actually wow. met, we actually met yeah, with planning. the head planner. Yeah. We got our council involved, eh, didn't we? Yes, we got a local councillor, yeah. and he got us um, a meeting with the head planner. They did. That's right. They did. They were the next. The the two houses to the left of us had sort of put in objections about light, um. But we were already very very adamant with the architect. We do not want to impact negatively on our neighbours because we're going to be living course. here, yeah, and you know, yeah. we nobody wants want enemies moving into our house. Exactly. Like, exactly. So we were very very conscious of that, and the architect was able to do this. There's a name for it, but basically it tracks where the sun is and how it hits the house certain and casts day, yeah. shadows certain times of the day and diff different times of the year. Yes. So that proved to the yeah, planners proved, that. Yeah. proved to the planners that it never actually went over their house. It was in maybe on their driveway, but it never actually prevented light going into their house. Mm. So that was positive. Um, so that all came out at this meeting and they had all this evidence and all. And at that meeting, then he says, well, if you bring it back that 1.2 metres, and we actually brought it back a bit further than that. Um, and they came back and basically there's there's a thing called a building line. Have you mm -hmm. heard of that? Yes, okay. And they, the building line, in my experience, is where you have got the, the, the most closest part of a house to the road. So you can't, between two houses, you can't go beyond that. Mm -hmm. Well, they did the building line from the corner of the house on the right-hand side oh, really? to the back corner of the house on the left. Hmm. Not the front corner. And why did they do that? We do not know. Uh, well, yeah, we say we appealed it, and then to the well, extent, the architect sort of said, yeah, um, "Listen, there's there's no real, uh, no real point appealing it." So we had to then it caused us to have the house pushed so far back that we wouldn't have had any space at the back for a driveway. Yeah. yeah. And our caravan, called, literally the house would have been on top of the garage. Yeah, yeah. So we must have had then about three other. Two designs. or three other designs yeah. then to try and make uh, it work. To sort of make it more compact to give us turning struggles, cars. And um, it, yeah. was, it was really awkward coming in to a linear house 
and have it was it was so like there were That's, so many different yeah. permutations. That you down so oh, very much. much. I yeah. say about well, I'd say maybe nine months. Yeah, and we were actually contemplating is it worth the hassle? Didn't we? Like we did. In the end, we in the end this came about because it was an amalgamation of the original rectangular. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the long one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They give us this car parking spot. Mm-hmm. Too, yeah. So the only net, the only downside with with this was that there's no way of getting that. They didn't. The only way of getting the natural light into the the hall yeah, at the bottom yeah, of the stairs, yeah. um, we wouldn't have had any natural light because that offshoot wasn't there. Because mm. we needed to make this part wider, and um, but then that the. The way we're getting around that was going up into the loft yeah. and then it worked out too pricey. But whenever we were doing the bills, um, because we decided not to take the staircase up the way, we decided then to do that as vaulted. Okay, yes. And yes. put that VLOX in. Yeah. So that's given us the natural light yeah. down into the stairwell, yeah. thankfully. So, so there has been a lot of things I can't from a building oh. point of view that has been negative, but it's. We've, we've worked with it and made some things positive, the likes of, you know, the involved well, thing. There's some things have evolved. Evolved. Yeah. De- oh, it's an yeah. organic, it is definitely an organic process. Yeah. And like, I even remember saying, whenever we got our fixed price and all in, and I had says, right, is that everything? And um, the builder had said to me, well, unless you change anything. And I went, nope, nope. Well, I have seen too many, know. too many grand design <laughs> programs. Yeah. And I know, and definitely yeah. change yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's only whenever you're on site. And you see gaps and, you go, and windows and openings. Well, there's, a, there's a wall outside, Francis. That wall that walls wasn't on the drones, but we needed it because we needed to get to the balcony from yeah, the driveway. From there, you went out, down, and then back up. Right, yeah. That was stupid. Yeah, yeah. Beyond belief, wasn't it? <laughs> so that was an expensive learning curve. That but, window moved. Uh, oh, really, yeah. That window moved. So that's another thing, uh, definitely. If you are... Like I, I did go looking at kitchens before we even had a block laid because mm. I was excited about it, and um, because of that, we were able to move that window mm. early in the process to give me more space to put units. Mm. So don't I was sort of going, I can't believe I'm going looking at kitchens, and one of my friends said to me, she had renovated extensively renovated her house, and she says, no, see any decisions you know that you have to make make them because you've so many down the line that mm. you don't even know you have got coming your way yet. Mm. And that's definitely anything, a good piece of advice. Yeah, and, and where your gut feeling is, should I do it now or should I do it later? You're always better doing it now, that will, all, all sorts of things like definitely. Go with your gut. It might hurt the pocket in the short absolutely. term, but it's worth yeah. it in the long mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've ticked the box, like the builder rang. I never even thought the builder rang. Um, because this is upside down, all our sort of sanitary wear is literally downstairs, well, apart from the wee cloakroom. Um, so, like, they had only just literally started laying blocks, and the builder I'm in, he goes, where are you putting, uh, do you know your bathroom layouts? Hmm. So I did, because hmm. that was another thing, that went along with the kitchen. And it was, we did it back, because we had time to do it together. Hmm. Whereas the further end of the build, Colin was using every spare time coming out here and helping the bricklayers, and you were always hands-on hmm. the whole way through it. But um, so if I'd have said to him, will you come and look at bathrooms with me? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember posting on Instagram at the time about having to do that and the number of people that came back to me and went, oh my goodness, 
have you to make your mind up so early? And mm. I went, well, yeah, you need to make your mind up where your toilet's going mm. because that's dictated by where that soil pipe goes. Mm. So, like, you need to be ahead. Yeah, yeah you're, course, you're better course. getting it all done whenever you know. You don't have to pick which toilet. Mm -hmm. You just need you to know, know where your layout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and how come you went with a with a builder then? You know, like you both, <laughs> you're actually have an engineering background, Colin. Yeah. You know, was there any temptation there to go full direct labour? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we my, always wanted to. Uh, well, my, always my wanted father to. and my, my father's in the building game, like, um, yeah. and even. The last house we ran, me and my brother and my dad done a lot of work yeah. uh, with extension and stuff. But yeah, you this, dealt with a big extension. Yeah, I've done a big extension. Me and the brother had daggers and dumpers and all sorts of stuff. And it was three mates and stuff that that's the route we went down. Mm -hmm. um, games room, carport, gym, all that. But I came home this one, one day and there was a toilet sitting outside because he decided to knock three walls uh, and to take out the, the cloakroom toilet. But this is a, this is a different animal. This gradient. It's gradient. Uh, it just put me off. Um, and so that's why we went more professional route. And yeah. I was as well with the retaining wall, with the big concrete retaining wall, and the fact that that was going to be part of our living accommodation mm -hmm. and yeah. had to be tanked and all the rest of it. And I just wanted to make sure. I'm not saying we couldn't have done it right, mm. but by going with it the was builder, really peace of mind. Yeah. And plus, then we got the NHBC, so I made sure whenever we were even going around tendering for a builder. Um, Sorry, what's the NHB? NHB, so it's National House Building Certificate. Certificate. Yeah. So it's a test. So if you basically, if you buy a new build now in a development, you'll probably get this NHBC certificate. It's there like are other warranty. ones now. Mm. Um, Sorry, what's so it's a warranty. It's basically a warranty. Okay. So if anything goes wrong okay, yeah, with yeah. your build within ten years, they basically sort it. And that's that, that you receive that from the builder itself. Yeah. So okay, yeah. not, not only so NHBC yeah. have to be satisfied with the standard of work that right. that builder does before and they will actually certify yeah. their work. Be accredited, yeah. And then also what I didn't know as well is depending on how well your builder is thought of by NHBC can actually affect the premium you pay. So our builder's like an A. A, a plus or whatever, A star maybe. Mm -hmm. And um, so our premium actually wasn't as bad as what I maybe first anticipated it would be. Yeah. So that's also a way of doing your mortgage draw. So they come out and they inspect the build at certain stages and then they, they sign it off. And that's then what we use to get our stage payment. Yes, yes. Whereas the other route is, if we'd have went direct labour, then we would have had to have paid our architect to do that, to yeah. sign that mm -hmm. off. Yeah, yeah. And there actually there wasn't much difference between I can imagine, the two. Yeah. Plus, with me working in risk, I just had that risk, risk aversion to um, get yeah, that yeah. warranty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it, it makes sense. Something that I come across a lot already is that if you actually added up the amount of time that you have to spend on the self-build as opposed to the money you're making in your job, mm -hmm. it probably wouldn't make financial sense to do the self-build yeah. route for time versus hours We probably versus didn't money. even get that far, but yeah. yeah. Do you know what and I mean? Looking back with COVID, uh, yeah. it was a... Disaster. Well, no, it was a godsend that no, we actually know, did go yeah. with a builder. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. And how did you, like a lot of people would be getting quotes and stuff from builders, how did you choose your builder? What was the deciding factor? Um, the, the architect went out to... Oh, you, you got a recommendation, did you? Yeah, he basically put together a tender pack. Yeah. So yeah. we had to work with the architect and we had to put down um, our electrical plan. So it was done really early, early. 
And I had to sort of say what sort of interior finishes, the likes of did we want laminate or tile, what kind of skirting boards. So it was all kind of, well, I don't know. Mm. And the architect or the architect says, well, listen, go for probably the one that you, the pricier one, because mm. then you'll know that you'll be able to rein it back. Mm -hmm. So it was like oak everywhere and um, spotlights everywhere. So the tenders then went out and I think they tendered about five or six builders. Mm -hmm. And we only got three quotes back. That's right. Right, yeah. That's right. And one of them was ridiculous. Yeah. We didn't even go and speak to them. And the other two were much of a muchness. Mm -hmm. And we went to speak to both those builders. And, both, and they were both very yeah, good. Yeah, there wasn't a lot between them. But the, the main thing was the builder we've got has a very, very good reputation in this area. Like, I was delighted we even, that they even quoted and um or they quoted mm. and it's just got a first class reputation and then they also have an hbc oh brilliant yeah nice yeah. down road they're just they're just down the coast current yes they're not far Carnlock. from here either just yeah. in carnlock so yeah. and like the joiners around the corner yeah yeah, yeah so it's a local, local one did he like so did the builder did you have any trades that like he wanted to go with or did the builder just take over from there then you know, sometimes people have like, you know, a plumber in the family or something. Was there well, anything like that? We did do that. That was another thing as well, because I was conscious that not every builder will allow you to do that. Yeah. And mm. one of the things we said that we want to do as much of this as we can. Mm. So like Colin can do electrical work. Colin's brother's a joiner. Mm -hmm. And so we were saying, well, listen, can we do all the second fix joinery? And no problem. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, and you wanted to, to help out with electrical, but it didn't work out ah, that you could oh, do that because of like signing stuff off. And yeah, things. yeah. Um, but no, that he's very accommodating. No, it's been good. And, um, and, and then, you know, going forward, then the, the building route, was there any things that came up throughout the building process that surprised you? Was there any hidden costs that you hadn't anticipated? There's probably loads, but. Loads, uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, well, I suppose with COVID, it's the fact that. Everybody now, and definitely uh, all materials, metal, wood, it's ridiculous. Uh, Did Brexit have any impact on the build in terms of material costs, labour, that sort of thing? It's definitely, well, I, I think it it has impacted supplies. No, definitely, yeah. Because I think the builder... You, was that something that you guys were conscious of? The builder told me. Aye, the builder told us, just be... Just be Aware this will be an up in price, that'll be an up in price, and it, as it turned out, it did. Yeah. Oh, but then what we had the fixed, no, we had the fixed price, so yeah, it's only the things that you were doing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the builder hasn't passed on anything because it was a fixed price, and he's he's kept to that, which so he's yeah. been very good. But the sun tunnel was extra, and it mm. took weeks to get here. Mm. And even though it came from Scotland via Dublin. Mm -hmm. They could have, they could have, they could have <laughs> turned over the water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I says I could have got the ferry over. It would have been yeah, quicker. Yeah. Um, so yes, it took forever. And then um, other, other curtains and things, yeah, other, they take a, longer. Uh, other finishing touches like the oak wood and metal, I guess, significantly went up. Yeah, your steel work yeah, went up because you'd, you'd ordered some. But that, yeah. was that because of COVID or Brexit or a mixture of both? That's probably a mixture I think it's a bit of a mixture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mixture of both, probably, and one's jumping on, yeah. And like, we still haven't got some of the sanitary, you know, like yeah. a couple of taps and the bath filler, and I think that's maybe to do with COVID. Yeah. And um, what was the other? There was definitely something else. I know windows. Windows, windows. windows. windows it was. Yes. It was the windows. windows yeah. Um, windows were a bit of a 
it was a bit of a communication issue. Right. So we <laughs> actually, I have so, to ask the length. What is the length of that window? It is just between. It's just over. Is it five point six meters? Wow! Yeah, it's absolutely mm -hmm. huge. It's massive. Um, I, I wouldn't even dare ask the cost of the size of that window because it's just I couldn't even tell you because all one. No, it was all. It was all. It was all. all literally, we just went with the one. Our architects had recommended um, our supplier, and um, it turned out because our builder also does his own wee developments, he uses them as well. So we couldn't believe our luck. Brilliant. Yeah. And um, the I had said we knew it was black windows. I knew straight away we were doing black mm. and the builder didn't realize that the suppliers did the black smooth he just assumed it was black wood grain and the black wood grain is a turnaround of two weeks two weeks yeah, yeah. whereas the smooth is eight weeks yeah so what we thought our builder thought we'd get our windows in two weeks it turned out it was eight weeks and obviously everything else is delayed until these windows go in. Yeah, the trades that were to come in on the back <laughs> of the windows being so in. So they were very good, but because this, what we come up with a plan that we would block all the windows, the smaller windows up. So that one and the one behind us. Delay this, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was everything, plastering yeah, and everything. More so, yeah. so they could do, put in temporary frames and then the supplier was going to do, so that was always aluminium. The, the corners, the slider and the window attached to the slider were always going to be aluminium. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the other I two were mean. PVC, right? And the reason we went smooth was because it practically looked like the aluminium. You would notice the difference whenever they were sort of near enough beside each other. So the solution was to do all that whole bank of windows in aluminium. Right. Because we could get it faster than the smooth PVC. And, <laughs> but in the end, the, the aluminium was delayed yeah. because it had to come, it was marine, they got marine standard aluminium and it had to come from England and then the glass was so big, mm. so it was all delayed, oh, but not as bad. <clears throat> Looking back, it wasn't as bad as what it could no, have been. No, it could have dragged on more, but it was... And there was still yeah. plenty going on, it's not as yes, if the site came to a standstill. The builder still was getting on with stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I couldn't believe yeah. it. This difference between wood grain and smooth mm. being like six weeks difference in delivery. And how, sure. how early on did you guys decide like your heating system, your plumbing, your mechanical ventilation? Was that quite early on? It was me, wasn't it? Aye. <laughs> did, did you make any decisions? Or no, you just I, just, I just, I'm a dear. I'm a dear. He's a fancy. It's uh, actually the idea. Well, mechanical ventilation was a, was a no-brainer because we've got two bathrooms downstairs with no window. Mm -hmm. So the architects had said, "Listen, you just have to do it." And um, I'm sorry. What heating system did you go with? We no, that was the mechanical ventilation. Yeah. So the heating system then was air source. Yes. Yeah. So that is a bit of a new thing in these parts. Yeah. Like people, mm -hmm. like the friends and family, and are was going, there a, a, what is it? Any fears around the air source in terms of how proximity to the sea? Yes, that's a good point, actually. You yeah. had fears? I did. Because obviously, sea air and metal don't really. No. It's corrosion factor yes. there, so. But I knew from um, speaking to. So there was a company in the west of Ireland that I spoke to. Can't remember the names of them now. Yeah. And then another guy in Dublin, that area. And they were the two people I spoke to originally to get quotes. So I knew it was a big thing in the South um, because I work for an Irish company. Um, you know, I knew people that had this and obviously Instagram as well and just doing research. 
and they assured me that no they're putting it they've put them in like years and years and years ago and there's no issues with it um so i end up getting quotes and then it was the company we went with in the end mm. is from lisburn so it's local right. it's only like half an hour yeah, away yeah. and we went with them because they could do the underfloor heating and the air source and the mechanical ventilation. Yeah. And it was a friend of mine who did a self-build and he says the biggest, he, he says to me, Nikki, as soon as I knew we'd got the site, I went to him and work and I says, right, what things should I need to think about here? And he goes, number one, don't get by full doors. Oh. <laughs> he had a nightmare with his. And number two, if you're getting, if you can get one trade to do more than one thing, do it. 100%, yeah. Because there's no conflict. Yeah. And the crossover no... can be the most, that's right. the most yes. right. point of that's, friction. You yes. know, and you do hear that all the time. That's not my job. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't do that. That's not my job. Yeah, and that yeah. is, the conflict happens. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was, like, we did speak to different people. But the beauty the of your build was like, you didn't have the builder there in the middle to, yeah. to be the dictator and to point the finger whenever well, he, you... well, he had other builds as well. Yeah. So there was yeah. times he, he wouldn't have been here. Like, he wasn't no, here every not, day. Not yeah. every day, no. Um, you know, so, you know, but I, with me working from home, it worked out well. Actually, COVID did have its plus sides because mm. I was working from home and my boss was brilliant. He says, listen, if you need to nip over, you know, to go and speak to somebody, tear on. Yeah, you know? that was very handy. Because we're not a mile and miles away from where we were. We're like 10 minutes, 10 minutes from yeah, the car. Yeah. So, um, and the or kids we are then. up now, so you can just leave them, do whatever you need to do, yeah. you know. And, and then going forward then with the project, um, going towards more of a finished thing, uh, you decided to move in quite early. What was the reason behind that? And Space. Yeah. The, the, the thing I've missed the most, like we were in that temporary house yeah. for two years. Yeah. And it just wasn't what I was used to. It's no. the only house I've lived in that didn't have a driveway. Yeah. And boy, did I miss a driveway. Yeah. Like I was even not going out in the car because I didn't want to have to not have to not have a car parking space mm. when I came back. That's how bad it was. Mm. Our residence was a wee two bedroom house I renovated. Mm -hmm. Yes. The three and looks <laughs> two and a half. Looks bedroom was more or less a bath, the width of a bath, wasn't it? So there so, was no space. Uh, and we didn't have a blade of grass. Yeah. I know that's, that sounds really No, no, but in the middle of a lockdown like, and when you're yeah. all cooped up together, yes. I can understand a small garden. It was tough. Uh -huh. It was tough. It yeah. was tough. Yeah. Um, and like the caravan, that would yeah. have been, if we did have, if we did have the static, which is what, what we originally had intended to do, um, you would have had the benefit of having the outdoor space. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I just can't imagine what it would have been like for Columbian furloughed me working from home and two kids being homeschooled, yeah, one of them doing one of them doing A levels. Yeah, it yeah. just would have been a disaster. Impossible. Impossible. So um, it we just wanted out. And what sort of state got. was the house in when you moved in? This house, I mean. Well, we've only one bathroom. Mm -hmm. We're still the. Sorry, trailer. how long are you in the house now? When did we move in? Third, third of June or third oh, of July? Third of July. Third of July. We were in Luke's birthday's the fourth of July, Brilliant. and we promised he, him he would be in his new room for his birthday. Brilliant. He's on a mattress, <laughs> but he's in it. So one thing I just wanted to ask about that I forgot, I don't want to forget, is the floor. Tell oh, me yes. about the floor. The floor um, was a very long drawn out process, but it was so worthwhile. Yeah. Um, so you always want to polish concrete. You, you, you'd always really liked it. I hate grout. <laughs> hmm. um, 
and we knew that the concrete or the tiles were the two best finishes to go with for underfloor heating. Um, so we went and had a look at the different um, finishes that a local concrete supplier can do and they were quite, they were lovely. Um, but we had seen this polished concrete on a Grand Designs programme that just looked like the beach. The juice basically pebbles from the beach and loved it. So I found the programme again and took a photograph of it. And at one of the self-build shows, we met Thomas mm -hmm. from Remarkable Polish Concrete. And he had explained that um, if we got this, if he could find this aggregate, we might be able to get it like, made. So for, I'm sure, for about 12 months. Like mm -hmm. this, this, we started this before even the bricks were laid. Mm -hmm. And um, God love him, every time he did a job, because he, he would go out and polish concrete that could have been laid 10 years ago. And he found this concrete in down in County Down and he sent me a photograph of it and I went, yeah, that would work, that mm. would work. So he then hunted oh the God, concrete. I didn't realise that. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Mm. He then contacted different quarries. So you had to go to find this quarry that supplied this stone. Mm -hmm. Um, so we got a sample, um, he then contacted RTU and between the two of them they made a sample and he polished it up but it wasn't right, it was, the colours weren't right, right um, there was too much pink in it and so that there one was the second one they came up with. That's the first, one, that was first one they've done, wasn't it? And now RTU now are actually marketing it. Yeah. And they've called it Amber Sands after yeah. Amber, mm. she's delighted. Mm. So that's the first that's the first time they've done that particular. And I've had with a couple of people, our, um, a man and a lady came down to look because they're doing polished concrete and they wanted to see what it was like, so they've come down to see it. And, and um, how have you found? I know there's going to be so many questions about maintaining it. Is it slippy? Mm. No, nope, you know? it's not. It's no, not because look, look, was running about yesterday in his bare socks, no, and I was good. going look, and it's not. I haven't really, I haven't really noticed anything negative about it at all. It's warmer. It's yeah. warmer than the tiles. Yeah. Is it nice on the bare feet? Yes. yes. It is. But see, see, even actually the underfloor, it's not toasty, toasty in your feet. But it's, it's the weird. weather's been warm. It's, I don't think yeah. that. I don't think the underfloors had to work that. full, full hard yet. Yeah. But I notice the difference: uh, bare feet on the concrete versus bare feet on the tiles downstairs. Mm. Concrete all day long. Ah, it is warmer. Definitely. All day long. I actually. I said to you the other day, uh, you to be honest with you, I'm actually, if I could do it again, I would do concrete downstairs too. Wow, yeah. Mm. You fell in love with it that much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for pouring it and stuff then, uh, you know, did you have to be really, really conscious of finishes and edges and stuff? Yeah. You you know, how, how late, I actually don't know that, how late in the build does the concrete be poured? Is it, it's, is it quite soon after your screed? No, that is our screed. Uh, that's the, that's, that's the literally part. it. Right. So they, that was the, the main re So the two things we so, had. So sorry, what's under? There's no screed underneath. Nope. That. Okay. So there's the bison units. Yeah, so yeah. on our drawings, um, we had the bison units, which have obviously been there since way way at the start, mm. and then there would have Insulated. been twenty five mil of insulation, yeah. and then screed. Okay, but because so there was 60, 60, 60 centimeters, mm. sixty mil. I he keeps me going. 60 mil of screed, right? Not right? Mm. No. No. 95. Yeah. So it's 25 and 70, 95 yes. in total. Yeah. But they won't polish anything less than 80. Oh, okay, yeah. So we, the builder had said, you don't need the foundation, or you don't need the insulation. So we just got full concrete, 95 mil. 
Whereas downstairs, we've got the insulation and then just the sand and cement mm -hmm. screed. Screed. Yeah. And then the tiles. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Brilliant. But I and think then the, the company comes in better. and he does all that himself? Or how does that work? Well, the, I knew there's a friend of mine who has polished concrete. Well, an acquaintance. She's mm -hmm. polished concrete and um, I had chatted to her about it and she says, don't get it. Mm -hmm. She's had real problems with hers and from the get-go. What sort of problems? Um, she has staining. Right. Ghosting. And she, no, she didn't have ghosting, but somebody else did. What's so ghosting? ghosting basically is whenever you can see footprints right. in your polished concrete, right? So, and she has got, like, it literally was a flower pot and now she's a big rusty ring mm. at her front door. And they're also, the way she explained, in round your edges, she can see her, know the, know the plastic you lay, she can see that Aye, in underneath. That's, that's part of the dump. Uh -huh. yeah. So she's still, now they're in their house, mm. like maybe mm. two yeah, years, yeah, yeah. and she's still fighting to get mm. that sorted. She's actually thinking she's going to have to put tiles on top that, of it. Was that just through the contract that she got yeah. to do the job? Well, they did direct builds, so I'm not actually sure right. um, who laid it and who polished it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But we've got the guy that, Polished ours basically said, Nikki, you need to get somebody who knows what they're doing to lay it. So it was a man, Ian Donnelly, came down and he laid it. And you even, we said the other day, uh, it's. Whenever we first were class. doing, me and the brother were doing the skirting and even the, the kitchen guy, whenever you're doing the kickboards and tree, you know, that's perfect. So level. level. So level. And with uh, only one crack. Now, yeah. bearing in mind, there's 120 square metres of concrete on this full floor one crack whereas mm. if you look at every expansion gap the crack there's cracks in the expansion yeah. gaps yeah. so they've, they've been done the in the right yeah. place yeah. Yeah. yeah um with regards to ghosting like uh, the ghosting ghosting's is, brilliant um that's basically where it's maybe not a great contractors with an and they're causing footprints walking over it and they're not falling that in with more aggregate yeah so and the aggregates as they step it's dipped. pushed down yeah. so whenever they polish it there's no aggregate there to yes. expose yeah yeah. And uh, in terms of maintenance and stuff, it's easy to clean. Yep. Mm. Hoover and a steam mop. Yeah. And, and the thing of it is, you wouldn't really notice dirt on it because it's kind of speckled. So I know. Do you know, see, whenever, <laughs> whenever Colin was painting the vaulted ceiling, mm. and we were we had covered it in polythene, or like, uh, like polythene dust sheets, mm. and whenever I was taking back, Things, the wee white speckles, I kept thinking, he's flipping well, got a bit of paint in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, going yeah. like that. So yeah, it took a wee, and mm. then whenever we're doing the black skirtings, and I was going, oh, is that paint? But it's not. It's just there's so many different colours on it's it. It's absolutely mm. stunning. That's what it's And you don't see the dirt. Great, mm. great, great for um, a of kids. So, so tell me, um, we, finished, we finished kind of the interior. Uh, if, you're, if you were to start again, if you had to go all the way back, what would you change or what would you do differently? What would be the things that when you look back at now, you might've said, I wish we kind of, maybe I'd looked at it that in a different way. That's we were question. talking about this recently. Uh, I probably a, well, a bigger plant room. Definitely like the architect, as much as we get, I'd actually plug in. Flemish design's very good. That they could, that, that should have been made more aware of us that we needed a bigger, as they say in Jaws, a bigger boat. They definitely need a bigger, a bigger plant room, didn't they? Yes. Well, uh, what, why though? What, what's that for? Because the amount of stuff that's way put in the loft. Just in terms of storage? And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and not in the loft, what we've used too there now. Yes, yeah, so basically if you think your original, your original intentions for that loft space 
mm. was for to be a big games room, no pool table, yeah. um, dartboard, yeah. etc. And then a small section of it just at the top of the stairs for yeah. me for a study. Whereas the mechanical ventilation system is now in the middle of that space. So we mm -hmm. have to now create right. a plant room upstairs to accommodate yes. that. Yes. Whereas if we knew now, or knew back then what we know now, that would have been put somewhere else to keep that space totally free. Yeah, clean. Now, whether yeah. it could be put something else somewhere mm. else, I don't know, but that definitely would have been one. Mm. And the other one I've only realised since moving in is, and you, you probably will go, told you so, mm. is a laundry room downstairs yeah. where the bedrooms are. Yeah. And I did. You, you did. You did mention it, and mm. then I went. But I don't. You, I hang my clothes out on the washing line outside. Mm. I don't have one at the minute because we haven't put it up. Mm. And I think that's why I'm thinking. Oh, it would have been handier downstairs, tumble dryer straight into the bedrooms. Whereas mm. at the minute I'm having to go up yeah. and down, up and yeah, down. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah, Maybe yeah. one upstairs and one downstairs. But the kids <laughs> won't be here forever, so that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's about it, is it? Um, Aye, I'm sure even as the weeks and months go on, we'll go yeah, and pick apart things, you know, but it's not too bad. Oh, when, the balcony, your balcony you wanted, if we're known, we've had issues, not issues, but plan A for the balcony yeah. balustrade was all glass. Yeah. For obvious reasons. And because the balcony surface is our bedroom roof, mm -hmm. that has a flat roof, um, cover and we cannot penetrate that without obviously risking there being leaks so anything that is going to be affixed um, to it we need to be very wary of how it gets affixed and if we're just going pure glass it's so thick because that's basically structural glass to stop you falling over and it's too heavy um, to be put onto the copings so it had to be, the only way of doing it was to put it on the horizontal or the vertical wall. Yeah. And because we've got the stone cladding, you'd have had to have tracked, keep me right here, tracked the block mm -hmm. work, right. steel laying that, and then the cladding over it. Mm -hmm. And by tracking the block work, that then obviously disintegrates a bit of the quality yeah. of the block. Yeah. And, and the engineer, it, yeah. that's it. The, the engineer wouldn't sign off. So what's yeah. it, what are you going to do? What's the solution? So plan B is that uh, we're still waiting on quotes. Um, is we're just going to go for a post system with glass infill. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it means if you go with post, we can actually attach the first main post to the wall of the yes. house. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we can have the last post beyond the, the membrane. And then because everything else then is not, you're not having to have it as fixed right the way through you yes. could have smaller attachments then onto the copings mm -hmm. yes so we're just waiting to see but i've said i don't want stainless steel it'll be black uh, black thin profile mm. powder that'll be nice yeah, yeah hopefully nice. to tie in with the windows yeah yeah and yeah. um, but we're still waiting on quotes and, mm -hmm. and then what is each of your favorite parts of the house what's where's your favorite place that's a good question i haven't thought that yet um, i have right go the floor Love the right. concrete floor. Uh, Love the polished concrete. Well, I must admit, I and like the balcony. I must admit, I like coming up here in the mornings now. Just looking out the view, sitting there in my breakfast bar. I like my kitchen as well. I know, I like <laughs> it. But I know going forward, uh, it'll be a games room for me. That'll be my uh, refuge. Yeah. yeah. But it is nice coming down that hall in the mornings. Maybe not in December, but certainly at the minute. 
I think even in December it would be quite cosy. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. That coziness. It'll be not as nice. Yeah. The view might be a bit grey, but yeah. no. Um, yeah. I, I, so I, I want to take you back. So, so you had this whole process of planning and you had this whole process with COVID and Brexit and it was like everything was up against you to get in the door mm-hmm. and it was this big uphill battle and I think so many people feel like it's just a never-ending wall of firefighting, you know what I mean, yeah. when you're building a house. I want you to take you back to the first morning when you woke up in this house. What, what was it like? What did you turn and say to each other? What was that moment like? I was roasting. Uh, I was warm. It was really warm because with no blinds yet in the bedroom and the sun was just beating into uh. it. <laughs> and um, you you said this is great. I can go to bed without banging uh, banging into something. I kicking my toes because the room we were in was because it was just a massive clothes and that's like a fit. You had that amount of space on either that, side of the bed. From and back. So not a day went past where he wasn't kicking something. So that I enjoyed that just getting <laughs> spread night. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but no, it was great. Yeah. We've done it. We've done it. We're in. Yeah. But at the same time, we have so much to do. No, there's still a lot of work. There's a lot of work in progress, but we're getting there. Yeah, five-year plan. Slowly knocking boxes off, aren't we? Taking boxes. Yeah. Uh... Well, the building control, that's the next big thing. So that's what, that's probably what's different about Northern Ireland to the Republic of Ireland, is we have to have the house signed off. Mm. So building control come out at various stages of the build mm-hmm. and sign stuff off, and they have to be... Like they have to, we'll not get this signed off without that balustrade or not. Right, yes, yes. Same with the stairs. And the stairs. So there's certain, um, I know originally whenever we talked to the builder, um, he said there's probably ways you could have put, like locked that door, blocked that door up. But Mm. that's whenever it was a standalone balcony Mm. without access to it from the outside. Um, So yeah, so we'll not get our final stage drawdown of our mortgage until this, it's all safety related. Ah, it's in the level. And then the stairs out the back door as well, there'll have yeah, to be yeah. a handrail there, and that's it really, isn't it? No, Those are the three bad. big I heard things. There are three baggies, but that's, that will come, yeah. Um, so yeah, building control's definitely something that needs to be thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do, you can't not do things right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I think it's, like you, like you said, it's about thinking ahead about what they're yeah. going to need and what they're going to want. Yeah. Yeah, because it impacted the concrete actually. Yeah. That's the thing we didn't know about. So basically, building control set say that you have to have um, twenty five mil right. of insulation around exterior walls. Yeah, we didn't know that. So even though we had done away with the insulation on this floor to allow us to get the full ninety five mil of concrete, we still had to have it because it could be cold spots. Mm-hmm. So if you looked very carefully at the, no, don't, we didn't need it at the block work. Mm-hmm. We got away with it at the block work because it's a cavity wall and there's insulation within it, but we didn't get away with it at the, the windows, the floor mm-hmm. to ceiling windows. Um, so if you looked very carefully at those parts of the windows, the concrete is less thick. Oh, wow, okay. So there's a chance that if somebody stood in that, like yeah. with a big high heel and like, that could give away. So what we have to do is we're going to buy thin strips of like powder coated aluminium yes. mm-hmm. and set it down just to protect that to protect part. It, yeah. And then in the kitchen area, we've got wood, like a wooden sill yeah, yeah, yeah. built in. But that's something I don't know. I think from whenever I was looking into it, you possibly can get insulated 
frames yes. that might have been a solution had we known earlier mm. yeah, yeah. that we were definitely going to go with the concrete. Yes. You yes. know, so that's something if you're going to be thinking about doing the polished concrete, because in the in the study, you could see the insulation. Mm. So we've had to put on thicker skirting boards to hide it. To yeah. hide it, because yeah. normally you wouldn't see it because you, yes. a tile covers it yes. or a wooden yeah. floor covers it. Yeah. But because with the concrete, that's mm. there. Mm. Jesus, yeah, it's something mm -hmm. that you wouldn't really think and about. That's yeah. no. And that's building control. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there has been a lot of wee hidden things, but we've, we've worked around it, haven't we? Mm. Well, I, I, I must say, as I said to Tiernan, when we come in here, the view in this house is just one of the best I've ever seen. It, genuinely, it, uh, it's stunning. And oh, that's nice. It's an absolute credit to you. So you should be really yeah. proud of yourselves that you're nearly yeah. there, you know what I mean? You're yeah. on the battle. Guys, that's nearly been an hour. Would you believe that? We're oh, we've scary. nearly been talking an hour. So scary. I think, I think we leave it at that. I think we've got Brilliant. covered a lot there. Brilliant. Um, I just want to thank you both very, very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. If people want to find you, is it at Ballycoos House that we're at House at Ballycoos on Instagram? Yes. Brilliant, brilliant. Guys, thanks so much. I really no appreciate problem. your time. Thank you. thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot. And if you want to find out more from Nikki and Colin, you can find them on Instagram at house underscore at underscore Ballycoos. And as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, you can also view their YouTube episode on the Get In Our Home YouTube channel, where you can see their stunning home and all the unique features that we spoke about. I've just set up Get In Our Home with the aim of helping people that are on their own home building journey. As we're only new, I would really appreciate it if you would click subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. It'll cost you absolutely nothing and it'll really help us to keep going with the content. It'll also help you to stay notified when we release new episodes. We're going to be releasing a new podcast and corresponding YouTube episode every second Sunday. So stay tuned and subscribed for all things home building. Thanks and really hope to see you all soon. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.